Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. We're finally here. This, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children over the ages of 18. If you're new to the channel, by the way, welcome. My name is Leister. If you're not new, we're finally here. This, this will be the last recording done in this place. And you may hear the occasional echo because it's stark empty in the other rooms. The master, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but the master is stark empty. It's stark empty. It's not clean, but it's empty. The living room still has my stuff that I got to take, but all the other furniture is gone. The old treadmill that I had is gone. All the boxes I stacked up are gone. There was so much stuff to clean out. And just to put in perspective, this was not a full room's worth of stuff. Arguably, the bedroom was pretty bad, the master. But because I had like dresser and side and the mattress and the frame and they had to do all that stuff. And then the living room had a chair and the treadmill. There was a lot of separate things and then bag stuff and everything. I told them, try to do the best you can. See if we can get it all. You may not be able to get it all, and they couldn't get it all. So the, the stuff that was left over is stuff that's stacked up in the kitchen. That's just, you know, it's just random stuff. But I, I didn't want to chance it and then have them bill me another 300 bucks. And then the two desks, one of which I'm sitting at, because I have a brand-new desk that's uh, in storage for the show, for my personal stuff, that I was going to build at the new place. I was just going to re replace these desks, because I had bought these desks when I moved here in 2019, mostly because I wanted to have a U-shaped, and I put these together. It was a whole nice setup because I was working with two clients and everything was great. Then when I dropped the one client and then the other one had to cut the bill, okay, now I got these extra desks. So I had used one for my printer stand. Now it's like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. I have a van out and I've already loaded the vast majority of stuff in it, but I've still got some crates I got to put in, my uh, light for the office, uh, a couple of my kitchen appliances, the recording stuff that I'm talking to you on here. But we're getting close. And here's where I'm going back to the master. So if you've listened for a while, you know that I had an unwanted guest. And I did everything in my power to be humane with this unwanted guest, that being a rat who was pissing me off. 
and that didn't work. And I he was taunting. So this guy, and I, I, I've proven that there's one rat. There's not more than one. The large one, I don't know what happened to that one because I know I saw a large one. And what I'm thinking is that the mother just decided to drop the kid off and took off because the one that I saw later was smaller. It's about a foot and a half, right? And it was in the master, and I had him trapped in there. At least I thought I did, okay? When the junk haulers came, I told them, you know, there was like the critter in here somewhere. I see the droppings now in the corner, but they're only in the corner. So it, the, this guy, I don't know where he went. He never went anywhere else. And I don't think I had tried traps, and he snared two of his traps, but he was so damn fast that one of them got him by the tail, and he was dragging it around the floor. And I, I knew this because I saw it on camera because I had a camera trained to this area. And then the other time, he snared it, and I think it, I saw him do it like a somersault and ran off to the side. So he was fast. This guy was quick. And then I had a different type of trap, and he completely ignored those. So I'm like, okay, the humane way of taking this guy out isn't going to work, brother. So I got to step it up. Tomcat, they sell bait. They sell traps. I had their bait, which smells like an apple something or other. And I took the little wafer, and they had a little bait trap box thing i used it but it was i see the design was flawed but the bait though i took two of these wafers i took one of them and put them underneath one of the uh, bedside tables in the master and i took one here's where this gets really weird so on camera because i got a camera trained down this hallway i noticed that the rat is out nowhere close to the master it's all the way across the home and it's going into the hallway bathroom now I'm getting, I'm like, okay, what the hell? Because it never went, as far as I can tell, it might have, but as far as I can tell, it never went in the master bath. But it went, somehow got out of the master bedroom and went into the hallway bathroom, which is all the way clear across the home. And there's hints or signs that it was in the other bedroom that's at the far side of the home, because I see the droppings, a little bit of them, in the closet, but there's nothing in there. There's never been anything in there. I've never use that room for anything. It's always been empty since I've got here. So I'm wondering, I'm like, there's no holes. There's no crevice. There's no way that anything could have gotten in through there. So it was just hanging out over there. And I don't know why. And then in the master, it was hanging out there. I don't know why. And I'm trying to wrap my head around how the hell did this guy get in this place? Because there's no opening that I can see anywhere on, because it only stays on the I believe this is going to be west, yeah, west side of the home. It only stayed there. It never came to the kitchen where there's tons of food. It never went in the living room. It only stayed on the west side of the home. Well, there's nothing there. It's just a street. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. And it didn't stay near the back. I mean, the master's at the back, but it it's in, this, it's in the hallway bath. And in the hallway bath, I saw it go in there on the camera, but I never saw it come back out. So I'm like, okay. I checked the bathroom. I don't see any opening. There's no hole. There's no nothing. I'm assuming, I don't know, I'm assuming it was going through the toilet because that's the only logical answer I can think of. It's like there's no other opening in this place. Okay, so I tossed a wafer underneath the cabinet in the front thinking, okay, if you're going to hang out here, let me give you a little snack, bro. And I checked the camera again. I never saw, the camera never set off. It never tripped. It never said that, uh, it never saw, and it's pretty damn sensitive. It never tripped this time. So I never saw him move or go in or go out or anything else. I got back to the house from the hotel and I checked on the bait. The bait's been moved. It's over by the, the toilet now. 
and I can see it took some bites out of it. And there's rat droppings all over the freaking place. Like it just had a, it, it was, it was shitting all over the place. So, but again, there was no hint it ever left this room. And as far as I can tell, yeah, you know, I didn't see evidence that it went out through the toilet, but it's the only thing I can think of of how it could have possibly gotten out because I don't see any other opening. I've checked and scoured and I see no other way this guy got out. But he wasn't there because when the junk haulers cleaned out the master, there's nothing there either, except the droppings, the evidence that it was there, but it's not there now. It's the most bizarre thing, but it's not there now, and I didn't hear any noises. I didn't see any other evidence. that. So I'm taking that as this Tomcat bait took care of this dude and got him out, and it was only the one, and Mama Rat decided to send his son to the, send her son to the death wish. Anyway, so, the, so first, I'm getting the hell out of here. That's one. Two, my cars, they're shipped up there, so I'm getting out of here because well, now I can go. But more importantly, cryptocurrency, there's some shifts happening. We're going to talk about that. I wanted to share that story up front because I thought it was funny, but we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. We're not going to do a transition, but I am going to dig into it. I'm not going to dwell on some of these things because I don't want to depress you, but I'm going to talk about these things. Coindesk.com is what I'm using. I zoom out to the month chart, and we're in the stark red. We had a major dump that happened earlier. And I want to tell some stories of why I believe this happened because we have some good news and bad news. Unfortunately, the bad news surpassed the good news. And that's what caused some of this. But we had a couple of things that started to dwindle. And then I want to talk about Shibarium at the tail end of this. So up front, why did we have a major dump? Well, the SEC decided to put a halt on this, the decision. So they didn't deny it. They just said, we're not ready to do this right now. Deep, deep, deep for the Spot Bitcoin ETF. Many of the traders out there, especially the rich ones, were waiting on a decision to approve the Spot Bitcoin ETF. And unfortunately, a lot of these news outlets were pitching this idea that, yeah, we're going to have this decision. It's going to go and all this other garbage, right? And so because the hype was drummed up, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. So then when the news comes in that, yes, they're, they're going to hold off on this. And there were six of them out there. And they decided that you're going to all be on hold for this. These were like BlackRock, Fidelity. You're all on hold. We're not going to get a decision. Delay till October. This connects a little bit to Shibarium, so I'll leap over there real quick. I was having a conversation on CoinMarketCap because I love their community sometimes. I like the community. I was having a conversation. I was telling people, you know, we're going to, because they were saying, I hope this goes up. And I was telling them, it's going to go down. It's going to go down because usually September, October, we're going to have some down points. And I, I've called that out. Throughout the year, I said, way back in the beginning of the year, everything looked good, but then all of a sudden it started to look like crap. And so now it, everything looks like it's going to recover in 2024. It's kind of the bars being moved and there's all of these news coming out that's causing this negative sentiment. So this is yet another one where it's going to be delayed till October to make a decision. It doesn't even guarantee it's going to be approved. It just means there's a hold off before we get a decision. There was a lot of sell-offs that happened as a result of this announcement. Major sell-offs across cryptocurrency. And just to put it in perspective, the total market cap, which is the measure I told you to take a look at, just recently we were able to get back up to $1.11 trillion. It's back down to $1.06 trillion. So money flew in for a little bit thinking we were going to get a thing, and then money flew right back out. This is all over crypto. It's not exclusive or specific to any one. It's all over the board. So there's that. That was one negative deal that caused a little bit of a pro problem. The other one is an announcement that went out through Binance.com, and that's to basically Paxos, who issues the Binance USD stablecoin and supports it, 
announced that they're going to discontinue and gradually over time halt minting of new Binance USD. And so this caused some negative sentiment. Binance started killing off the pairs for Binance USD. And you're wondering why all of a sudden? It's because what happened, just to summarize this, it was believed and then it was judged. Binance USD, when I say it, was judged to basically be an unregistered security by the CFTC. This is not the SEC. This is the CFTC. CFTC, who's largely in charge of commodities. But the CFTC works in parallel with the SEC with respect to all these different things. And so the CFTC was the one who was saying this is an unregistered derivative, essentially, with Binance USD. And as a result, Binance did an announcement saying they're going to wind it down over time. They don't have specifics. I heard February as kind of the drop dead. Paxos is going to halt minting. They're going to stop supporting the products. It's always going to be backed. It's always going to be around, but they're basically they're basically trying to move away from it. And then they're telling people to go to other products. I think one of them that was True USD. There's a couple of other ones that they said you should look at these if you're still interested in getting into a stable coin. But we're going to give you an opportunity to transition away from Binance USD. Now, this has broad-reaching impacts because there are some quote meme projects out there that do rely on Binance USD for some of their liquidity pools. I know that Libero at one point, I know it's dead, but at one point it did. And there are certainly some others. So if you are in any project where it's paired to Binance USD, you're going to see some dips off this because of sales, mostly because of sales. It's stable coin, but mostly because of sales. So I would warn you and caution you that if you are in it, be aware this is going to impact you in some way. I don't know how much it'll impact, but it will impact you some way. So then we had a little bit of good news, and unfortunately it was buffered and neg negated by the bad news I just talked about. We had a little bit of good news. A court in New York basically said, no, Ethereum is a commodity. And the lawsuits from investors against Uniswap was tossed out. This was, this was supposed to cause a little bit of pump, right? Because Ethereum basically uniformly now being accepted as a commodity by judges, not the SEC, but by judges, helped a little bit of the run, and then it got completely crapped out when we saw this business, this fiasco of Binance USD and the spot Bitcoin ETF. But here, the same judge that's overseeing the lawsuit against Coinbase basically said Ethereum is a commodity, in my opinion, even though the SEC has called it, no, this is a security. So they're not on the same page either. Of course, it's one is the law, one is the government. So we expect this. This included other tokens, you know, like Ethereum Max, if anybody remembers that business that was getting shelled by various celebrities way back in the past. And Uniswap was a target of the lawsuit for allowing this and allowing what happened to people. So unfortunately, this deal, all of the positive that would have happened from it, we didn't get to benefit from it because of what happened. And we saw major price drops all across the board. When I looked at Ethereum at a low of 1630 and a high of 1723, that's very volatile to me. I think it's very volatile to me. And then Bitcoin is hovering just beneath right now 26,000, a low of 25,7-ish, a high of 27,5. To me, that's, that's a lot of volatility. I suspect we're going to see a lot of people buy into these and buy off the dips. Speaking of buying off the dips, Let's spin over and just really talk about Shibarium and Shib and Bone. I'll, I'll briefly touch on Leash, but I'm not going to deal too much on it. But let's talk on Bone, Leash, uh, excuse me, Bone, Shib, and Shibarium. People are frustrated. People are, are impatient. People are very angry. People are not wanting to wait any further. 
Here's the thing with Shiv and Shibarium. I think, and this is my opinion because it's my show, I think that part of the problem with this business is perception and shillers. You know, shillers have told people this is what it is, this is what's going to be, as in it's going to go to $300, do, 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 right? And so certain people are affected by this influence. They are they're convinced that the influencer has their best interests at heart when the truth is the influencer doesn't really care about you, you know? And so when this happens, certain people expected, for whatever reason, that Shibarium, when it launched finally, you were going to see immediate jumps. And what I have to say, and I keep saying, is that Shibarium doesn't do anything yet. It's just a thing. And it's an initial stage of a thing. And I suspect the vast majority of people that are squawking weren't around when Ethereum first forked off or when some of the other layer twos became a thing because it took a long time for them to get to a level. It took a long time. It was not quick, you know? It took a long time. And so there's, you know, I think people just misunderstood what we're really talking about here. I, I, that's my guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I suspect that's what's happening. But by and large, you know, there's nothing wrong Okay, I know it doesn't feel that way that, okay, it feels like this shit is all crapped out. No, it's nothing wrong. It's just, this is what it is. It's new. It, nothing, it doesn't do anything yet. It's going to take some time. I also think that there's a little bit of misinformation about burns because ship burns have come up on deck multiple times where people have this impression that we're going to burn, 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 the burns, the word. And the truth is burns were talked about and they had worked to try to make burns a thing but it was never a guarantee. Like you, you still had kind of the sense of utility they were trying to create and making things work, you know, for the long term. This is this was going to take time no matter what. It was not, it was not going to be a quick fix thing, is my point. So I think people just had a faulty impression. And I don't know where it all specifically came from, but I get the sense that people just didn't understand. And so now here we are, and we're we're stuck in this groove where people are frustrated and angry and they want something to happen. They see the cells, they see the red. Some of the red, red is not specific cells to bone or shib. It's larger. The industry itself has major sell-offs because Bitcoin is, it runs the roost. So when it goes down, everything else goes down. If Ethereum goes down, bone, shib is going to go down because they're on the layer one regardless of the fact Shibarium exists. So I think that there's that. Right, influencers telling somebody a thing and it doesn't happen. But two, it may be that people assume that having Shibarium off the side somehow disconnected people from being on the layer one. And that was never the case. You still have the layer one. In fact, some of the people from the Shibarium ecosystem and the Shib ecosystem came out and they said, ultimately some of the burn activity is happening by way of the layer one. There's part of the bridging is to implement the burn by way of the bridge to make it, you know, deflationary, that's going to take some time because Shibarium doesn't do anything yet. Once it does something, you may see a ramp up. This takes time because just like with Ethereum, when it forked, it takes time to get those. There's nothing on it right now. There's I, there's a couple of dApps, but there's nothing on in terms of tokens. There's no legit projects. You know, there's a couple that I see that people think are legit. I don't think they're legit. They look like crap to me. Point is, I don't see anything that has any sort of weight behind it yet. And it's still until it does, you're just not going to see significant activity upward. 
So then people were wondering, okay, is this a scam? No, there's no way it can be. It's too large for this. But if you were going to invest in it, you have to be aware this stuff is going to go up and down. And it's going to be heavily volatile, especially bone. It's going to be heavy volatile because people are trading it. They're, they're literally trading this. They are literally trading up and down, up and down, up and down off arbitrage. Why? Because they know that it's easy profit. They know it's easy money. That's why they do it. Because they're waiting for whatever this is going to be. And it's going to take however long it takes. So you might as well make some money in the interim. But not everybody's on that vein. Because some people were told, hold, 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 and you'll be a millionaire. Okay, if that's what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that strategy. I'm saying it's going to take a lot longer than just a couple of days. So my point, my only point here, this is going to take a long time. This is going to be a long haul. It's not going to happen short. It's not going to happen quick. And I think some people need to kind of level down, you know, and just realize this is normal. It's, it's perfectly normal and natural that we see these types of shifts. And the big picture is everything will sort out and everything will be fine, but it's going to take some time. And I don't know that, I don't know that some, like some of the people in this really shouldn't be in this because they're so set off emotionally when these shifts happen. They're not mentally equipped. And I blame crypto education, lack of. They're not mentally equipped to handle volatility. Even though there's volatility on the stock market and it's really not dissimilar other than the fact that you could get in some crap coin and get scammed, right? That's the big difference. But general volatility of the main ones, that's normal, just like stocks. So why does one trigger people and why does the other not? I don't know that answer. I hope that people will look at SHIB and Shibarium, Bone, and to a lesser degree, Leash, as long-term things that's largely at the infantile stages, even though SHIB's been around ages, even though Bone's been around ages, even though Leash has been around ages, the application of them, the utility of them is new. It's essentially starting over. It just so happens if you had bought into them prior to all this development, you just happen to get in early. But now it's a long play. You're talking years, I would argue, until you see significant movement. It is possible we go on a little bit of run. We're not going to see the target amount anywhere in the near, I would argue probably not in, certainly not in 2023. Maybe sometime in 2024, but it's doubtful. It depends. Depends on what happens. There's also waiting on the renounce for bone because the theory is that that positions bone to get on these central exchanges. People are misunderstanding what that likely means. What that likely means, if and when that happens, getting on the central exchange, is that now bone will be subject to this rapid level of trade. Finance is the key one. Bones on a lot of other exchanges, but Binance is the key one. Binance is going to have the number one traffic. It's going to have arbitrage trading simply because of what it is. And I guarantee you there's a lot of people holding a crap ton of it that are going to be dumping off of it for profits when it does spike up. That's why I say it's going to be a long time before we see a run-up of this business. You're going to need to have Bone being transacted heavily. And right now it's not, and it won't be for the foreseeable. I'm not telling you what to do with your money. I'm telling you that it's not a scam. And this is essentially new. And you got to treat it as new. It's going to take a while before it gets to a thing. That's just the way it is. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's good. I think it's good if it's being done cautiously, carefully, you know, and not rushing a thing. I think that's great. I think it's great for the industry, at least. It's my personal opinion on that one. Finally, I'll just close out and say that I'm not going to do any extensive coverage on this whole BitBoy crypto business. I did a 
little bit on the last episode here at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I will say we saw evidence, proven evidence, posted online that the BitBoy crypto that, you know, that is not minus Ben Armstrong, apparently what they said that I said was likely going to be libel or defamation is very close to such because the claims made in that tweet and in that video were then debunked by a drug test. So I hope for their sake, they've got some backing and some legal strength behind what's going on. And I'll leave it at that because I'm, I'm staying away from the drama. I do know that apparently there's some attacks going on to some influencers as a result of this fiasco. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate, sad because, you know, I don't know. I can't say what Ben is or isn't or does or doesn't. I can't say. I don't know the guy. I've never talked to him. So I can't say what he is or isn't planning or whether Ben's legit or any. I can't say. I can't take a side on it, and I won't. All I was, for me, resonating with is you are an organization presenting yourself as a business, and you're making these claims that no real business outside the crypto bubble would ever do, and it's making you look like some outlaw mud show freaks, and I hope you have some evidence because you can't make these claims. And then shared the legal precedent for why it's a problem. That's all I did because... I, I think the, you know, the so-called influencer community is somewhat divided on this. And arguably crypto too, it seems like there's like half and half. Some people are cheering about what's happening and some people are like, yeah, but that's kind of effed up. You know, what happened and how are you going to do this? And I keep pointing back to the Papa John, John Schnatter analogy. It is what it is. I mean, it's, I've, I've never understood personally as a business owner myself, the idea of giving up a business you create. You know, obviously, even Elon Musk has done it. And, well, look what he's doing now. He's trying to get it back. He kept the domain name because X.com used to be a thing, and he gave it up, which would become PayPal. But he kept the domain name. He sold the stuff, and he kept the domain. Okay, I, I don't know. For me, I would rather just be that dictatorial word, sing or sing, for a business that I control so I can make sure things are done the way I expect them and that we don't have these usurping. But I know that... You know, it's hard when you diversify and you grow the brand and it's hard to handle all the stuff. You got to have kind of a right hand and a left hand handling the minutia. I got it. I'm with it. I just, it's an unfortunate situation all the way around. So I, I am staying out of it. I may do some coverage if we start seeing some kind of legal movement, maybe just because I think that's appropriate, but I'm not going to dig too deep into it. So now I'm going to sign out for my last episode here. I have to finish my packing with all of my uh, electronics stuff, my internet stuff, uh, my office stuff, my kitchen stuff, my lighting, get these monitors somehow disconnected and all this other stuff with my, all my uh, podcast equipment. I'm, you know, and then I'm going to be driving for a while and I'm going to shack up. I'm thinking what I may do just because of situations I may because what I didn't want to do is pay another month of rent here. And technically, I don't, you know, technically, I get to say screw them, you know. I don't know. I got to I gotta think that through. Um, I'm not sure. I gave notice already. I gave notice effective today. So technically, as long as I'm out of here today, I don't have to, I technically don't have to pay in September. But, you know, I don't know. I got to think that through. Um, I'm not really sure. Bottom line, though, I'll be driving a long time. And obviously, we have a holiday on Monday, so that adds a little bit of freedom, you know, but 
It also means traffic, unfortunately. So it's also a motivator for getting the hell out of here soon. So I don't hit that traffic. I've got to, I've got a uh, session tomorrow for the first endeavor. So I got to figure that out of where I'm going to, you know, set up. Am I going to be in a hotel? I'm going to be back here. If I'm back here, what does that mean? And I got to think it all through. And then I've got to pay the rent in the new place. That's going to come due tomorrow. And I'm cool with that. So I just got to, I just got to plan. I got to plan and put it together, put a strategy together. Um, Cause I know these guys are going to come to an inspection of the place. It is totally not clean and that's cool. Um, and I know they're going to try to build a shit and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not going to miss this place at all. I thought it was crap. Um, but, it, but I am going to miss having a garage, having access to a garage because the place I'm going will not have a garage. The place I'm going is a third, the size, unfortunately it just is, or not, not a third. It's like half the size. So that's, that sucks, but whatever. I plan to be there temporarily. And my thought was I'm owed like 36 grand from the first endeavor ish. And I've got money stacked in the bank still. So my plan was to just buy something that I can just set up and then sit in this place temporarily until I stack the cash to purchase something and and go there and then, you know, uh, break that lease. That was the plan anyway. So, it may be that I go somewhere else. I don't know. Because the Endeavor, at this point, it doesn't matter where I go. I can be anywhere. I will assure I'm going to make sure I'm still recording the podcast. So it's good that it's a Thursday because that gives me the time to get past the holiday weekend. And then we'll be back on the ground, boots on the ground, uh, rocking and rolling on Tuesday with our new episode. On that episode. I am going to be digging into a topic I've not touched before, but I think it's important to speak about it a little bit. And as we get more red, as, as expected, you know, more down, I'm going to be trying to level set some people that are a bit nervous about this because I, I get the sense that there's just people that don't like the red. They, they can't handle it, like I said. For them, it's hard to wrap your head around why it stays red. So the next episode is going to be a little bit more educational, and I'm going to try my best, and I hope that you spread the word because I'm trying to help people understand this is normal. It's normal, it's natural, and try to tune out all of the voices telling you about going to the moon, deep, 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 or going to 300, deep, 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 or whatever garbage, and you have to level set it and ignore all the white noise and realize everything you see is normal. It's all cyclical. And once you learn the cycles, it helps you in terms of timing. Timing is where you get into certain things when it makes sense. Not necessarily when some influencer tells you to get in. That's the key. And so hopefully I can be, hopefully I can be of some assistance to people during a very challenging time. Because we got some rocky road to go, arguably, and this is my theory, for the next two-ish, maybe more months. Certainly, I think the remainder of 2023 is going to be painful for people, and they won't understand, and I want to try to allay that concern. More on that on Tuesday. Thank you very much. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different 
than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is at Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.